guest for this episode of Playtime's Playcast is Berlin-based artist Vedran uh, Vrzalic. Did I say that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah you are good. Better Vrzalic. than Germans, believe me. Uh, <laughs> so, let me, so let, me, let me do that again just so I make sure that I got your name right. My guest for this episode of Playtime's Playcast is Berlin-based artist Vedran Vrzalic. Yes. <laughs> and, and we can we can edit all this together in, in post. Editing is pure magic. When I'm done, you'll sound just like Winston Churchill, <laughs> and I'll sound like Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. I'm watching you go down in flames, and you're bringing me with you, and I can't do anything <laughs> about it. Well, I hate to bring it up because I know you got enough pressure on you already. But we agreed to get married as soon as you won your first case. Meanwhile, 10 years later, my niece, the daughter of my sister, is getting married. My biological clock is ticking like this. And the way this case is going, I ain't never getting married. <laughs> I'm your host. Okay, you can Art. edit this. I'm sorry for interrupting, but huh? you can edit this after anyway, no? I'm your host, author, artist, and playwright, W.C. you. is a significant artistic connection between Chicago and Berlin. The famous architect Ludwig Mies van der Rohe was the last pre-war director of the Bauhaus. Van der Rohe would revolutionize and redefine Chicago's ever-evolving skyline. Berlin native and founder of the Bauhaus School of Art at the end of the First World War, Walter Gropius would be pleased, keeping true to his vision of creating a better world from the ashes through the arts. Berlin, in recent decades, has risen to become a world-class center for the arts, an ecosystem of beauty and creative energy whose stalwart assertions draw positive fire from the tumult of the 20th century. Like Paris at the start of the last century, Berlin has attracted artists, writers, and musicians from around the world, including my very dear friend and a very talented friend, artist, designer, and educator, Vedran Brzalic. Vedran's work has been exhibited in Berlin, Ljubljana, Sarajevo, and Venice, just to name a few cities in Europe. At the end of this program, I will have links to Vedran's work. How about that, man? Uh, has anyone ever introduced Sounds you good. in the same sentence with uh, Walter Gropius? Nice introduction, thanks. <laughs> looks amazing, anyway. Uh <laughs> So we're, we're going to get deeper into your artwork, but there, I wanted to read you something. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to read uh, or see my memoir that I wrote about uh, my time in Sarajevo when I met, met Anna and you and, and uh, a, a ton of great people. I had an awful time, but, but I, I feel that I was blessed to have met all of you guys 
when I did. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this part. Her friend. This is right after our wedding, the night uh, the night of our wedding in Sarajevo. Her friend Vedran came along, so Anna wouldn't have to walk home alone in the dark. We went slowly from the hillside above the train station, where we could see fighting in Dobrinya and on Mount Igman. An old woman picked through a huge mound of trash beside the road. She parceled things she would burn and and rotted scraps of food into several bags. Something was burning on the hillside below her, pushing a river of gray white smoke into a starless sky Anna buried her head in my chest I looked at the sound of the fighting lifting her face I studied the touches of gold in her emerald eyes I have to go I said uh, the the one thing I left out of there was was the comment that I made to Anna that please make sure that Vedran doesn't cry when I leave I got uh, goosebumps right now yeah Uh, this is something uh, that brings back the memories that I must admit, I was trying for a long time to avoid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you can understand this as a part of PSTD. <laughs> uh, absolutely. How are you, buddy? How, uh, how, how are you doing? Right now, I'm doing... I, I went through some storms, live storms lately. Okay. I lost my father last year. I know. I'm very. I was very, very sorry to hear about your father. Yeah, and this is something what somehow left. I think this was after the war. The second worst thing that somehow hit me right into the uh, head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, actually, I'm going through this grieving period for quite some time. We were quite yeah. close. Yeah, and but otherwise, I mean. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> good, good. I, I left. I, I lost my mom about the same time that your father passed, and then my dad had passed uh, two years before before my mom. Yeah. Almost, almost on the very same day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I understand that grieving process, and and uh, how how you are dealing with this? Do you have some tips and tricks? Day at a time, you know. You. you you try to remember remember the good things and and put it all into perspective what they meant uh, meant for mm-hmm. for us. I look at it like this. I'm, and Anna just lost her father, my wife. Uh, no, this who, is who also you grew up with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, life life goes on. So so you you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, and remembering <laughs> remembering those people as as best you can. They're never ever going to leave us, right? It's really nice to hear. Yeah, uh, and it's nice point of view. I like it. I must admit, it's sadly it, it's it's a reality to to everyone's life that that loss. But I think I think that's what makes the the love that you have for that lost person even more special. Because because it's such a commodity. Mm. Anyways, that that's that, that's that's kind of where I am with with love and loss and and, and all that. And that's, really nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really nice. That's really nice. And which doesn't mean you're not gonna have you're not gonna have hard times. It, it's a loss. It it leaves it leaves a hole and a scar in your life. You know, you were very close with my dad with your with your dad. I was very close with my dad. I, I can't tell you. And, and this is what I miss about my dad when I have a problem with the car, when I have a problem with plumbing or something electrical or something mechanical <laughs> in the house. He was my go to. That was I, I didn't I didn't go to the Internet and, and YouTube for uh, for advice. Mm-hmm. I went to my dad for advice 
because I knew I'd get practical advice. Now I, I have to carry that weight for myself, you know, or, or find another resource. And that, that, that's where I'm at. How about you? Lately, I did one group exhibition, actually, actually uh-huh. six uh-huh. artists in Kreuzberg uh-huh. last year. End of the year, it was moving on. It was meant to be somewhere in uh, uh, 2020. Okay. But because of COVID and all these problems that caused, it was moving, moving, moving. So last year it happened finally. Uh-huh. And it was interesting. There is one block on Oranienstraße. And yeah. All the people who lived there, uh, we went to them and actually made some stories about them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there were we went there and made interviews i made some photos and they after i think two times or three times meeting with one couple of these people they are from palestine actually immigrated to berlin okay two brothers and they open uh they have right now one restaurant that is called stiger Mm-hmm. It is on the corner of this Oranienstrasse and they were telling their life story. So uh, since we, I wanted to do portrait both of them, but I wanted to do portrait and to record the whole process of drawing so that people who were looking that they could see how from where it comes and where it ends. And also we recorded this interview with them. Uh, it was like their life story. In, wow of 40 years or 50 years, how they came to Berlin, how they were refugees in uh, Lebanon and moved from there and lived in Berlin, like 20 people in one flat. Wow. (laughs) Wow. At the end of the day, they became quite successful. Uh The guy opened seven restaurants, actually, and this was only one of them (laughs) (laughs) and bought the whole building there. Wow. (laughs) This interesting or success story. Somebody can see this as a success in life. But And I did portraits of these two brothers yeah, as they were yeah. speaking about their life and from different perspective also showing this part of the restaurant and drawing this restaurant as the interviews was uh, going on underneath. So, And I'm going to talk this about, was, uh, I, I want to talk about in, in just a couple of minutes, your uh, your continuous line drawings, which are which are absolutely stunning, uh, and and I've done that in the past. I don't think people understand the the skill level that's involved in that, which is which is exceptional, uh, far far better on, on your part than than on mine. And I haven't done it for for a very very long time. But I'll, I'll tell this story in in relation to your your Palestinian friends. I had a Palestinian friend, and and he was describing some some folklore and folk stories from Palestine and I did a series of illustrations and when I went in 1995 uh, to meet Anna in Split Croatia I I took them in uh, in an art tube I was very very proud of them wanted to show her I was very I just had just completed them and uh, on the way back to to Zagreb for my flight home I left them on the bus. No, come on. <laughs> and I had, I think there were, I think there were six illustrations, colored pencil and graphite. They were exquisite. 
because I really had stepped outside of my culture and, and, and knowledge base or my cultural base in order to, in order to render these, these stories. And, and I left them, I left them on the bus and never saw them again. <laughs> Somebody it was, got it was lucky heartbreak. on the bus, no? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, these were, these were probably some of my best work. I want to start here. Um, and we're going to get much deeper into your artwork, but I think it's important to spend a couple of minutes on COVID and how it is, it's affecting you and the arts in Berlin. Hmm, good question. How it affects, it affects like in such a way that there are not so many exhibitions as it yeah. used to be. There is limited time, there is limited slots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, uh, I don't know. I, I think for the artists, it's quite heavy. Yeah. During the COVID, one part of my income comes from this art class that I run. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when it started, I moved everything online. Mm-hmm. For the painting class, I couldn't move. I could have only drawing classes. Yeah. As everything moved online on Zoom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think after four or five months, people start to work on Zoom and uh, they are tired and they actually didn't want to spend any more time even learning. So this is also something that affected somehow the way of having some certain income. To teach the arts properly, you really need to be there with, with a person, with a student. What I noticed now, I have online classes and offline classes, like yeah, live yeah. and yeah. online. And uh, there are some benefits for both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when it comes to painting, it's different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did dare to have painting class still online mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because mixing color and this with camera and different lights condition, it, it can be difficult. And it also the right equipment could cost and you can't see actually what participants are having from the colors and it would take i think a large amount of time that i couldn't charge actually for this yeah and it yeah would be for free i wanted actually to say that there are some certain benefits what i could do online mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as an art teacher to show them when it comes to technique maybe some certain things how to learn to look Mm-hmm. and how to uh, learn to observe and for example how to use negative space to get positive space and stuff like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when it comes to this personal contact that I could show actually how to hold the pencil it's difficult to show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still uh, what I know is that combination of online and offline makes actually the best results so I was surprised I was surprised when I had people who were coming for maybe two years mm-hmm. online during the Corona. And after they came to live session after mm-hmm. a certain time when it was possible, I saw, I was surprised really how enormous progress. I was like, wow, I mean, incredible. So for example, one lady who took after this one year and a half painting class, she painted the painting which was i think 60 by 40 portrait african guy and there is many more examples 
Mm-hmm. This is just one example how this was mm-hmm. actually my intention to move away from the screen because I mm-hmm. used to spend enormous amount of time in front of the screen as graphic designer in my past. Mm-hmm. What do you it's, learn from, it, from your students practically that helps you uh, with your art? There is a lot of benefits, I must say, uh, yeah, when it yeah. comes to this. First of all, that I'm in contact with material. Second of all, that I'm in contact with people who like and love this and they want to learn and they are willing to invest money and uh, time to do yeah, this. Yeah. And I'm really lucky that I have people who are coming to art class from all the world. Mm-hmm. So coming from Japan, Korea, uh, South Africa, United oh. States, Canada, Mexico, I mean, Afghanistan. <laughs> I mean, this is really amazing from Israel also. I mean, this, this is so amazing. And also seeing all these people from all parts of the world that are connected with one thing that gives me some sort of, I don't know, uh, hope, inner satisfaction. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. is also something what I learned from you when you came to Sarajevo in 1995 was this when, when I asked you, okay, tell me now, how do you live? You said something like, you know, as an artist, you need to struggle. And you need to yeah. struggle and keep doing things. And it's just like, keep doing things. <laughs> this <laughs> is the main point. Yeah. So don't, don't give up. And this was some sort of running motor that I had like a propeller in my butt <laughs> to keep pushing me forward. And well, uh, you, you know, you know, I just made that up. I was totally lying. It doesn't, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was a good point i mean most of the life I, you have I did, to well i did a lot of other things yeah yeah i work as graphic designer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because uh i didn't want to be this starving artist yeah yeah and it was connected somehow with what i did study yeah so and it paid off i mean <clears throat> knowing the colors knowing the influence of colors knowing mm-hmm. of connection of colors with how we feel how does affect our emotions yeah yeah this is somehow something that helped me how about line and and simplicity i wasn't going to bring this up for a little bit but since we're here you did an illustration uh and it's it's looking up there's in in one corner there's this this intricate organic ceiling lamp and then you juxtapose that with these graphic straight-edged wall panels, and then and then at, at, at the other, the opposite corner from the the ceiling light, you have you have this. It looks like uh, it looks like a uh, an intricate candelabra, which juxtaposes, which which balances perfectly w- with the whole piece. It's absolutely a stunning, stunning piece, and I, I, I wish I wish we lived closer because I would buy it off you. Is 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 that something that you have have picked up from the graphic design? Because there's a there's a wonderful graphic quality to that piece, but but your rendering of of the of the lamp and and the and the candle is is so beautifully artistic 
that it 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 just transforms the entire piece into this wonderful fine art graphic. Since I made so many drawings and yeah. artworks, I can't remember them. <laughs> so if you <laughs> could show it. me, it would help me a lot just to remember which one. I would love maybe some some insights into into how the the graphic art feeds your your fine art and your fine art feeds your graphic art actually there is something that i wanted to avoid uh-huh. okay <laughs> to be honest i wanted to to avoid uh connecting graphic design to the art it, it, there is some certain influence from the creative process of thinking and there is graphic design who has some certain function regarding readability legibility giving the message to the viewer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a sense to have a certain function in order at the end of the day either to rise the sales (laughs) yeah 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 or make awareness of product brand or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in art somehow i try to uh get away from this okay to to move away in some certain point where you could keep the clear message mm-hmm. in a sense from one side and in and from another side that you could somehow there is no let's call it final product as a art although we see it it is it is Is, so (laughs) am am i am i looking at it uh, are we clashing in this way that here in america everything is about money because we're separated really from the the legacy of art and the and classic classical art uh the renaissance and, and what have you the renaissance the enlightenment all of those things are here in america is what happens in books in history books in europe you're living that continuum so so and by the way people at at home won't be able to see this but this is a an approximation of the uh of the piece that that you did with with this being being the 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 light fixture and the ceiling uh, the graphic panels uh, the angular graphic panels and then and then a little candle candelabra this was on yeah. your instagram and and it uh, might it might be going back back a little while but i just found uh i found such an economical beauty in that piece but back to my back to my question about a different perspective that we have here about the art because when you were talking about branding and messaging in graphic arts and advertising arts or commercial arts, you said that you wanted to keep many of those elements separate from your fine art, or that there was there was a different character to your fine art than messaging and branding and uh, and commercialism. My first inclination was to isn't branding also important to the artist? It is very much important. It's much more important that I w- uh, than I would like to admit. And this is something yeah. that mo- most of the time artists neglect, I would yeah, say. Yeah. And by the way, I say this with full knowledge that Albrecht Durer was, was the first personality in art. He was the first person to put his name and, and to, to make prints that he sold 
in markets for you know for 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 change to to the average person so the average person could own a piece of Albrechtur. I, I think this is something what, as I said, this branding, I think this is also yeah, yeah. part of the thing that I was struggling for years with this because, mm-hmm. and I, I think I'm still struggling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because from one point, I don't have a web page mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for my art, mm-hmm. which is somehow disaster for me as an artist. I don't have some certain brand image yeah. For myself as an artist, at least as far as as far as branding goes, even even though that's a very modern and very business term, but as as artists, we've we've always we've always wanted to find that personal character about our arts. Your portraits have a liveliness and an immediacy. Again, I, I absolutely love the the continuous line drawings. But you capture so beautifully these moments, uh, these moments of introspection, these moments of of uh, enlightenment, these moments of recognition in your subjects that I think sets you apart among untold numbers of 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 artists. Seriously, thank you. It's something also that lasted for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's something also where I'm on what I'm still working on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also part of some sort of continuous work through the years that yeah. changes. I was interested in movement, in uh, dance, in connecting more theater and opera and ballet into art. Mm-hmm. I did a connection. I, I made my degree in painting mm-hmm. and I made my final exam with 12 tubes that are two and a half meters high and 60 centimeters broad wow. wide that were hanging on the ceiling and turning around and on these tubes there were representation from ballet dancers that uh-huh. I went uh-huh. to National Theater mm-hmm. in Sarajevo then I took uh, I don't know how many thousands of photos and mm-hmm. videos until I got to get them into the movement. Color background of yeah. primary and secondary colors and to try to spin this movement in time. This was shortly after the war. I exhibited also in Croatia, in Slovenia, in Austria and so mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Also in Serbia, so all the region around. After this, I went to Slovenia. I lived there for 15 years. I made my master there also in in section of video and new media, where I continued to experiment with this movement. I was also at the time connecting some, uh, tried to connect ironically art and graphic design and advertising. Mm -hmm. At the Mm -hmm. time, I was working also for some of the biggest advertising agencies for example, DDB and oh, yeah. Ray Worldwide, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I worked there as art director. Virtual reality uh, with different type of perspective. It is interesting that you notice this view of this candelier and perspective because this is something what I wanted to show in my artworks mm-hmm. using this virtu- virtual space. Talk about your work with virtual reality. Because when we come to gallery, 
we usually have some sort of frontal view towards the paintings and right. uh, we look at it straight and come in front of it and we decide on distance depending of the size of the artwork but here i wanted to give some another point of view or maybe another perspective using the position of camera that they made the exact same reality like it was presented so i made eight panels with the drawing of ballet dancer I collaborated at the time with one really famous choreographer. Mm -hmm. He's called Edward Klug. Mm -hmm. He's actually originally from Romania, mm -hmm. but he's, he's genius. He's, he's, I mean, you have to see his uh, work that I was inspired to do this uh, artwork mm -hmm. on my ma master degree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Actually, I wanted to catch this movement wow. that I connected together like some sort of accordion that you could put together and open it and close it in order to try somehow analogically to uh, get this movement through the eye as you move around the artwork in real space. Mm -hmm. From virtual reality, I made the same space and I did different point of view so you had frog perspective because you don't see usually the people crawling in the art space or art gallery and i also wanted to show birds perspective so that you could go and view this as you yeah. move the mouse that you could go around and open and close this and see it mm. from another point of view I, I know that arts education in sarajevo relies heavily or, or relied heavily on, on classical instruction of the arts. Um, that is a focus on the form is our orientation to, to our, our, our greater place in the universe. Um, I hated this. <laughs> did, you, did you really? Because, because you're so good at it. I've, I've seen some of your gestural nudes. And, and again, the, the, the figure drawings or the portraitures, there's, there's one of a, of a woman. It's just a line drawing, but it's a continuous line drawing. She's holding a bottle uh, and it is so natural. There's, a, um, there's an artist and we've collected uh, a number of his, uh, of his found object uh, sculpture. Uh, Rich Brandstrom is his name. He does owls and birds and, and animals out of fish, out of, out of these um, you know, cans and nuts and bolts and, and gears and all these things. When I first saw his work, we, we, we went by his little shack warehouse uh, in northern Michigan uh, in the States here. When I first saw his work, he had a piece hanging from the ceiling of an eagle snatching a fish from from a lake, and so it was just it was just the bird and uh, with you know plastic and gears and metal parts and all this, and then and then a, a fish laying in its talons and its claws. There was a sense of immediacy. There was a sense of life, as if that you you were catching it in the middle of a real act. Your portraiture is right there. I can tell you, thank you, thank you. Behind this, there is really a lot of work, you know? Uh, yeah, sure. I can tell you how it looks. You mentioned Academy of Fine Arts in Sarajevo, and mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. true, it's related, and it's really a lot of this classical work, which leads actually 
You know how it looks like? It looks like you draw the chair for three months, one and the same chair mm. each day. I went crazy <laughs> with this. I knew how old was the yeah. person that was sitting this chair, that this person who was sitting in the chair had a problem with right leg. And this is why the chair was leaned a little bit on the left side. You know? And this is how much of this study you could go inside each day yeah. for three months that you do just one thing. This is why I made this final artwork mm. that was completely not classical. Mm-hmm. That were things that were rotating and moving in the space. They yeah. were drawings. They were good drawings. But the most important thing, it was a sculpture in the, you saw the main gallery in uh, mm-hmm. Academy of Fine Art. There's ceiling and there was enough place that I could fill up the space so that you could go and move between the artwork, that you become, that you could feel the artwork as it as you move in between the artwork. There yeah. were children who went inside of these tubes as they were rolling. So I wanted to get this movement uh-huh. in every, every possible way. Also, the people that they want to see artwork, they would need to move because this was a rotating thing. I wanted actually to say where I went from this, as I explained also from this digital art, virtual mm-hmm. reality argumented space that you need somehow to interact with yeah that i came as i came to berlin i tried to simplify things i was influenced here a lot Mm -hmm. by contemporary artists as well and i tried somehow to clean my art to try Mm -hmm. to speak with the line with Mm -hmm. the dot with the simple things Mm -hmm. and this is still what i'm trying to do along where I try to connect this with the feelings. Yeah, yeah. With some certain feelings to describe a feeling through the line. You showed at a gallery on San Marco in, in uh, A plus A gallery. Yeah. Talk about that experience. And, and the reason I ask you that is you've showed in multiple cities in Europe I've traveled Europe. I know that there's a different character, a different flavor to to every city, which I think is why people gravitate or or they have a favorite European city or a favorite European destination because it's like moving through a party and and finding that one conversation that you really connect with. I'd love to know maybe your experiences about about showing in Venice and are there any differences in audiences or buyers from different cities in Europe? Three minutes video I made mm-hmm. and it was I edited in as the people came to my home in my living room I asked them to spin this hula hop I put all my friends in my living room, whoever came, that they need to try to roll this. Uh-huh. And we were dying from laughing because nobody could do it. You know, there were only two people. So like bu- building an amazement of this somehow simple forgotten things, mm-hmm. I wanted to show that we should, we don't need to invent the wheel again to have a fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's already there. Mm-hmm. And I think this was also some, something how I was chosen about this. This was one of the videos. Another was maybe a little bit longer. 
few minutes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was actually, I wanted to show how does it look, my working space in Ljubljana and during the visit of my parents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the way that I was creating at the time was not shown on this video, but it was shown more like I was cooking and my ex-girlfriend was making art. Mm -hmm. So we switched the roles for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and this was also something like which was more personal. And mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. this was also why it was selected. And it was not some pomposed thing that I would say, yeah. but yeah. more like I wanted to show part of the moments from my life, ordinary mm -hmm. life, without mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some sort of highlights and flashes. And I think this went nicely in Venice. <laughs> you know? Because it's already, you know, Venice, I love Venice more because it's on, yeah. on the water than because of all of the gold that we could see there, but more because of the seaside and the climate and the yeah. sun and stuff like this. Your question was also about the buyers. I mean, I like the Venice because of the Venice Biennale. My opinion about the art, it is that it should be for everybody from my opinion if you like art you can have it it's not necessary that you would need to buy the six meters by four meters canvas but you can always buy some small drawings which might have some more personal value mm -hmm. than uh the big canvas that you don't know how it will fit with your <laughs> furniture <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did i did hear some 2020 end of the year also during the corona just before the lockdown mm -hmm. i did some event made exhibition with uh, over 60 aquarels and i invited people that they could come and get a drawing mm -hmm. so with one friend we did drawing session for maybe 8 to 15 minutes yeah so that people could get their portrait mm -hmm really cheap so that they could get a portrait for 15 to 20 euros and this works wonderful people were surprised how come that they could get such art for mm -hmm. and also they were able to see that prices of the artworks are not so high yeah this is my main point that you can get actually good artwork if you get some sort of personal contact with the artist and approach them as a normal human being mm -hmm. because what i see that actually connection of art or artist in society i don't know i a coffee i drink actually a coffee with president of slovenia mm -hmm. and in the same time i i was drinking a coffee with the beggar on the street you know mm -hmm. so Connecting these two spaces, these two levels of uh, different levels of perception and perspectives is something what should or could or already is making some sort of better communication between all these different levels in society. And I think it's extremely important. Art should give this to society. and. I don't know. I think this is the really important thing of uh, function of the art in society. And, and it's some sort of 
like a glue. <laughs> yeah. So you, you grew up in, in Sarajevo. You, you yes. lived and worked in Slovenia and Croatia for a time. Uh, and now you're in Berlin. That step, that leap from, from that, that Serbo-Croatian language area to Germany had to have been a daunting and somewhat scary step for you. I didn't look at it like this, you know. Yeah. I, I think I was born as a dreamer. <laughs> okay. I will die as a dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to study art in Prague, uh-huh. in Czechoslovakia. They have one, if not the best academy of fine arts in Europe. It's not that worldwide known but uh who knows will know what i'm speaking about yeah we have some family friends there and i wanted to go and move there so that i could make my postgraduate studies over there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my life led me to fall in love and move to slovenia <laughs> <laughs> so i did my master in slovenia mm -hmm. and stayed there for quite some time so what brought you to germany again love <laughs> okay all right and that's and that's a hell this, of a motivator yes it is hell of a motivator from one <laughs> side it was love and from another side i was first time in berlin in 2005 and i was so delighted you know when you come to some place you can be treated especially if you come from this uh southeastern countries mm -hmm. there is some sort of you know feeling like balkans like this is some sort of heavy people, mafia, there are a lot of stereotypes about Balkans. <laughs> and they are built on some sort of history. And I can't say that everything is lie, but it's not only this. And yeah. what I noticed in Berlin, I didn't notice or I didn't feel as a foreigner. And when it comes to art, I went to art bibliotheque here. Mm -hmm. I got a date and time slot. Yep. So I could see in live and meet Albert Dira. So you can, you know, when you come to Louvre or Paris, there yep. are like five bodyguards and double glass and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was a guy who came with white gloves, brought the original drawing of Albert Dira and gave me a private yeah. time with this drawing for two hours that I could study it. Wow. I mean, this is this is something which I haven't seen before and I haven't lived. And nobody asked me for my name or where I come from. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. were only interested that I'm curious about Albert Dürer that they have in their own collection. Yeah. And it's I had my two hours drawing there <laughs> or from original drawings of Albert Dürer. I mean, wow. this is incredible that's that's stunning and this is some something also what is open about this city when it comes mm -hmm. to love mm -hmm. you know when it comes to art they have some sort of here one new art gallery new art it's actually dated from 50s mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's quite well known they have smaller artworks from Salvador Dali from Max Ernst and so on mm -hmm. some of the Picasso and some of the really important names in art history they are buying smaller artworks on the long term 
they, they are doing, I was part of this. I heard about this, that they are buying from mm-hmm. Berlin-based artists. I sent them my three of latest art, uh, artworks. One is called Berlin Architecture. And from these three artworks, they choose two to buy. Wow. So I became part of this NBK collection, uh-huh. Neue Berlinische Kunstverein collection, along with all these big names. Uh-huh. And what is the most beautiful thing about this, what I like the most, that you can rent artwork for a couple of euros for one month and a half. You can have a drawing of yeah. in art and hang it on the wall and have it for one month and a half for one or two euros. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but yeah. this is like you borrow a book. And this yeah. is what I is, think is it's that, wonderful. Uh, is that because we're a more mobile society now? So smaller artwork and then a person may, may only be working at a project uh, in a city for a few months and want something extraordinary to look at. It's, I don't know, it's, maybe I'm wrong. I would say something what are leftovers from Eastern part of the Germany. Okay. I mean, this is national, uh, national bibliotheque in Berlin yeah, yeah. where you could go and get this. <laughs> I mean, and, mm-hmm. and this is also wonderful because I don't know, I pay 10 euros monthly fee and i can get as many books as i want for i mean yeah and for me this and also to pay for a couple of euros to get artwork at home i Mm -hmm. mean this Mm -hmm. is this is amazing because you just didn't move to berlin you moved to the heart of berlin you were right there in the middle (laughs) of everything mauer park which i was at back in uh 20 2008 or 20 2010 or something when I was when I was working for a German company and uh, and for people who don't know uh, Mauer Park is is this extraordinary artist park but it it maintains a section of the old Berlin Wall which has now become this vast graffiti canvas and so I wanted I, I, we were going to talk about that I wanted to ask you about the Brew Dog Pub. They have, I'm, I'm dreaming, I was looking at their menu and I'm dreaming of, uh, because I used to do a radio show, Revolution in Beer, on a progressive station here. In, I'm uh, here, you will be delighted. Yes, <laughs> and, and, and tr- tr- trust me, I, I've been to many, many bars and clubs across Europe, <laughs> uh, and especially across Germany. I used to do used to do a radio show called Revolution in Beer, where we talked politics over craft beer. And I saw the Brew Dog, which is only a couple of blocks from you, has yep. uh, they have a Tangerine IPA, which is six point seven percent alcohol by volume, mid level. At a later date, we'll have to go through their pizza menu, which is astounding on it on its own. I, I, I I've worked in pizza restaurants. I've never seen I know. never seen a menu a pizza menu like uh, like the Brew Dog in Berlin. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Well, let's spend let's spend the last few minutes because I want to get music in here as well. Tell me about David Stars. You did the cover for his Cellar Sessions EP. David Stars. It's actually his artist name. Mm-hmm. He's extraordinary young enthusiastic 
musician. He has he has this this Chris Martin Coldplay meets David David Bowie vocal quality. Uh, maybe uh, I guess if people thought of it like this, if Chris Martin and David Bowie had a baby that was adopted by Bob Dylan with a sister who was Greta Thunberg, and 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 even I <laughs> even I'm a little disturbed by that by that mashup. But he he has this extraordinary voice and a really great folk sort of modern or, or updated folk sensibility. And, and I'm thinking right off the top of my head of his song, The Wicked and the Homeless. There's always room for the wicked. There's always room by the sea. There's always room for no one. Oh, there ain't no room for me There's always hope, said the captain There's always hope if you pay There's always hope on weekends Oh, there ain't no hope today He's just a wonderful person. Besides, he's talented and uh, he has wonderful voice. I met him as he came from Africa. Uh, he decided to study here music. I don't know. I, I don't have enough words to express my enthusiasm about him and music. Yeah. I I know he was working in the bars and playing on the street. I invited him for a couple of my event, events uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, for my exhibition to play and uh, he's, he's just wonderful. You, I mean, if, if you it, have a contact for him, because I really think the world needs to know more about David Starr. Yes, Stars. yes, definitely, definitely. It's actually, uh, David Starr comes with, uh, I helped him to build his brand and actually, as far as I understood, that they called him a man who sings to the stars. And this is from where it comes. It On the first ball, you would say, okay, it's a bit pretentious, but uh, there is a story behind it. And mm -hmm. in Africa, he was singing to the stars. So this is how I understand and how I interpret it. And I wanted actually also to give him some sort of brand and look and feel mm -hmm. it was i don't know also working with him it was really nice you are right i mean people need to hear and know about him because i think he is really a rising star we're going to end this piece in, in a couple of minutes with uh, shadow on the wall from david stars but he's 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 a, a phenomenal talent and and i would love to have him on on the podcast. I see this in your work and, and I, 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 it would be a, a huge mistake on my part if I didn't ask you on your thoughts about Henri Matisse. Hmm. I love him. What can I say? There, because, because <laughs> I see, I see a, a really close influence between, between Matisse and some of your work. I mean, I can't hide. He, he, he did influence me from my young age, I must yeah, say, like yeah, with yeah. his 
at the time maybe revolutionary style and uh, contemporary when I compare him with other artists from the time his time maybe it could uh, sound maybe too pretentious that I could uh, compare him in some certain way with Brancusi that I love as well no no but, I, I, but I think I think there's a continuum there my admiration to his simplicity that he tried to yeah. bring it no matter if uh, he was trying to make a, a feature or whatever to mm-hmm. simplify to simplify to make it emotional in some certain mm-hmm. way that is just in his manner I would say it it did play a big role uh, on my de- development as an artist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean there are a lot of artists that influenced me anyway but I think he has still some certain place in my heart I don't know I, I change my taste in music and I mm-hmm. change my taste in art through the years but I think still uh, he's have still some sweet spot in my heart <laughs> there you go there you go my dear friend and very talented artist designer and educator Vedran Brzalic. Vedran's work has been exhibited in Berlin, Ljubljana, across Slovenia, Mostar, Sarajevo, and Venice. You can see his work at at Art Classes Berlin uh, and on his Facebook page, which we'll link to those in the notes below. And uh, and are are you still accepting your for your your class uh, learning Zumalin? Uh, learning to paint. Are you still accepting online students for that? For painting, no. For drawing, yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, they, there, there could they people can apply for drawing classes online from okay. all over the world. So uh-huh. it is open for everybody. And they would connect to you through your Facebook page, your artist Facebook page. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. We'll have to talk. We'll have to talk pizza next time, man. Yes, definitely. Pizza is a big deal here, come on. I see you live around a ton of great restaurants from all over the world. I mean, this is the great place to live when it comes to restaurants, believe me. <laughs> yeah. This is a whole new chapter when it comes to the food. And I learned just small thing that it's interesting. As I came to Germany, I learned about Italian food more than I learned as uh-huh. I live in Slovenia, which is a neighbor country. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll give people a little bit um, from the, the BrewDogs menu here. They have, well, this, this is what I love. They, they actually pair the best beer to go with the pizza. And they've got, they've got King of Pigs, which is Guyula sausage, leeks, watercress, smashed Napoli tomatoes, Scottish mozzarella, which is a new one to me. And then that goes great with their Dead Pony Club. And then there, there's the Hawaii 5.0 with costler pork, fresh pineapple, fresh parsley, again, smashed Napoli uh, tomatoes. So it's, it's really has, has, uh, at least from the, from a sauce base, it really has sort of a margarita type uh, style, uh, style sauce. And, and that goes good with their, their loss. Two days ago, I ate wonderful pizza, actually, that is made the same way they made it in Napoli. Yeah. And it was, it was Come on, this is like uh, so. Before we go, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so there. Uh, so, before we go, give us the name of the 
best restaurant, uh, according to Vedran Vrzalic in uh, in Berlin. This is difficult, but I can say for the best pizza that I tried, it's Mala Femina. There are two restaurants, one in Charlottenburg, one here close by. Uh-huh. This one in Charlottenburg with the title in Buffalo we trust. I would <laughs> give five stars. Hard times. I'm stuck beneath this rock that's ten feet under Cold hearts Cold inside this cage that's all around me Ten times Ten is all the same as all a number Sometimes Just save yourself the pain is all forever going to do it for this episode of Playtime's Playcast. I'm your host, W.C. Turk. I'd like to thank my guest, Vedran Prajalic. I will have links to Vedran and his online drawing class in the notes below, as well as links to the music of David Stars. If you like this program, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, if you have a guest that you think that we need to talk about in the arts, please contact William Turk. That's William, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-T-U-R-C-K at yahoo.com.